Well, I'm I'm on on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm on on the winning side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. It is Thursday, April the 8th, and we're so thankful that you take the time to tune in today. And we're looking forward to a great weekend, a great service last night, and we're looking forward to Sunday And I mentioned it yesterday, but we have Pastor Andy Harrell will be visiting with us. He'll be preaching all day Sunday. And Saturday evening, uh, he will be teaching a marriage seminar in our church auditorium, 6 o'clock Saturday evening. There is no charge for uh, this event, but it's for married couples, engaged couples. You're welcome to come. Whether you've been married for a few weeks or a few months or a few decades, doesn't matter. We'd love for you to come, and it'd be a blessing. Then we'll have some refreshments in the fellowship hall after that seminar. And I hope you'll plan to join us. And then, of course, Sunday, all day, we'll have a great day, drive-in service, Sunday school, morning service, evening service, and we'll be back with online Sunday school. This Sunday, 1015, uh, Brother Harold will be teaching a combined class in the auditorium. It'll be a great day. Uh, I want to say happy anniversary today to Tony and Gina Casper. Happy anniversary to Greg and Robin Moore. And happy anniversary to Paul and Lisa Price. And happy anniversary to Jerry and Donna Slagle. I hope you have a great day, and uh, I hope you've had a great week. I want you to listen to this song today. Uh, This is a good old song. I'd rather have Jesus. And you know, I hope it's true in your life, and I hope it's true in my life, that uh, no matter what this world offers, and no matter what this world tries to convince us with, I hope that we can say, Uh, that we would rather have Jesus than anything that this world has to offer. You listen uh, to this great song. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And then we'll get into Daniel chapter 8 right after this song.
joy getting to hear Brother Alvin Martinez, and uh, he is a blessing, and he's been at our church. I'm trying to get him to come back, but he's, uh, he's a tough one to get because he is in demand, and he's got so many responsibilities uh, there at North Valley, and, uh, and a great, great man of God, and a great, I love to hear him sing. He's a great soul winner. Uh, he loves the Lord. He loves people. And uh, I hope you enjoyed getting to hear that great song. We started yesterday, Daniel chapter 8. And we're talking about now another one of Daniel's visions that God gave him. This was not because Daniel, uh, you know, uh, ate too much food right before he went to bed and he was having a rough night. These, this was a vision that God gave him of events that were yet to come. And you know, I want to say this, if God knows the future, and He does, if God knows what's going to happen tomorrow and next week and next month and next year, and God knows what's going to happen in 10 years, uh, He can be trusted with whatever you're facing today. Whatever I'm going through, God can be trusted because He knows the beginning from the end. Now, that's not to say that we don't still have a choice because we do. God gives us a free will. But God is aware and God knows what is going on and God gives us the opportunity to choose for ourselves. And I hope we make the choice to serve God and live for God. But here's a vision we started yesterday that Daniel had a vision of a ram with two horns. We said that beast represented the medial Persian empire which came and which went. Then we said there was the goat from the west and that goat uh, with its speed and with its strength represented the Grecian Empire. And that notable horn that came up from the Grecian Empire represented Alexander the Great. That horn was broken and four more horns came up, which were the four generals that took over. And when Alexander died, the kingdom was divided amongst those four generals. Well, those four generals, of course, uh, as is usually the case, uh, people are not content with the power that they have. They want more. They want more. And so those four generals really fought it out for quite a while, uh, seeking to, uh, to take more territory, to have more power, to have more authority. And so we find from history, we find that the little horn that comes up from the goat, that comes from the Grecian Empire, this little horn is different from the little horn in Daniel 7. The little horn in Daniel 7 comes from the revived Roman Empire. It comes uh, during the uh, time of the tribulation and, of course, the return of Christ. And then we have the thousand-year reign and all of that. But this horn is someone who already came to power. This person is already off the scene. But this little horn comes from the Grecian Empire. The generals uh, that followed Alexander the Great, they fought it out until eventually uh, Syria and Egypt emerged as the two main powers from the Grecian Empire. These two kingdoms were constantly fighting back and forth and trying to prevail over the other. Well, you have Syria and you have Egypt. And sandwiched in the middle of those two countries who were fighting each other, sandwiched in between was the little nation of Israel. Now keep in mind, Israel had been a power during the time of David and Solomon and all of that, but Israel went into Babylonian captivity and then they were uh, sent back to their land under Cyrus and his decree. But Israel had never really come to great power or great prominence. They were ruled by Babylon and then released by medial Persia. And now me, uh, the Grecian Empire is in power and Israel is really just taking the brunt 
of the battles going on back and forth. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had to do this, but maybe you had uh, uh, some siblings that used to fight, or maybe you had a, uh, a team, a sports team, and you had to get in the middle of a fight. Well, can I tell you a very dangerous place to be? is in the middle of a fight. You got punches being uh, launched from both sides and people are trying to get at the other guy and you're in the middle and Israel was in the middle. And so these two nations were fighting back and forth and from the Syrian kingdom, there came a king by the name of Antiochus Epiphanes. He was the eighth in the Syrian dynasty of kings from 175 BC to 164 BC. And Antiochus Epiphanes became uh, a, 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 a king with some power, and he defeated Egypt. And on his way back from defeating Egypt, he went through Israel and, and, and just completely ransacked uh, the country. Uh, he went into Jerusalem and, uh, and uh, really just desecrated things. He, he took the sanctuary, the temple there in Jerusalem, and he set up in that temple an altar to a Greek god that he worshipped. Uh, on that altar, he sacrificed swine's blood, which was an abomination to the people of God and, and really the worst sacrilege that could have been done. He killed some of Israel's leaders and uh, he took up many of the Israelites as slaves and he stopped the daily sacrifice. He said, you can't, you can't do this anymore. You can't worship God anymore. Just really a very uh, violent, a very destructive man. We see in Daniel chapter 8, verses 9 through 12, it says, And uh, out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land. It says, And it waxed great, even to the host of heaven. That doesn't mean that he waxed great to the angels of heaven, but we're talking about the people of God, God's chosen people. He cast down some of the host and of the stars or some of their leaders. He actually killed, he executed them and stamped upon them. It says in verse 11, Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was uh, taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. Verse 12, And an host was given him, against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression. And it was cast down, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. And, and we see just really the, the devastation that Antiochus Epiphanes, uh, that he waged against the people of God. Anyone that disobeyed him would be put to death. Uh, we see that Antiochus Epiphanes, the little horn in Daniel 8, did many of the things that the little horn in Daniel 7, the Antichrist, will do. And so we see a lot of similarities here. It's very interesting how that works. The question was asked in verses 13 and 14, uh, how long uh, shall this be and how long uh, the desolation of the sanctuary and the host be trodden? And the answer was given in verse 14. It says, and, uh, unto me, unto, uh, and he said unto me, unto 2,000, and 300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And you know what's amazing is that the persecution began in 171 BC. It ended in 164 BC. And the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, the days of his conquest, were exactly 2,300 days. Isn't that amazing? And you know what is wild about that is this was prophesied down to the very day. Well, I want to tell you that God knew the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, who was a wicked man. But you know, God also knows your days 
God knows my days. I'm glad that uh, our days have already been uh, set. They've already been established. God knows the day you were born and God knows the day that you will die. God knows uh, our time. I'm thankful for what David said. The psalmist David wrote, and he said, my time is in thy hand. Can I tell you, I want to live every day as if God were in control. You know why? Because he is in control and he knows he's got it all taken care of. Tomorrow we'll continue here in Daniel chapter 8 and we'll see now how that Daniel gets a vision of Antiochus Epiphanes. But then we see at the end of the chapter, we see that Daniel gets a, a prophecy. He's given a prophecy of the Antichrist. And we'll see a lot of similarities between these two men and how they uh, persecuted the people of God. But I'm thankful that if God can give it to us as prophecy, if he already knows what's going to happen, I'm glad that that reminds us that God is in control. I hope you'll live on the winning side today. Hope you have a great day. And thank you for tuning in. We'll try to finish up this chapter tomorrow. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back for another episode of The Winning Side. God bless you. Have a great day. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.